Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbionica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbionica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O. T-I-K-A dot com. When you're ready to ride Metro, we want you to know we're ready for you. Here are just a few of the people at Metro to tell you how we're doing our part to keep riders safe. We're cleaning like never before. We're hospital-grade cleaning. You'll find hand sanitizer stations all over the Metro. No mask, no Metro. Need one? We have a few extras. At Metro, we're doing our part to keep the D.C. area moving. Find out more at wmata.com slash doing our part. It's a disgrace. It's a disgrace to our country. I'm not surprised that it's happening. Basically, they've started the campaign. So the campaign begins. But the campaign's actually, their campaign's been going on for the last two and a half years. Uh, so it's a shame. And the people understand it. When they look at it, they just say presidential harassment. But that's okay. No. Will. Is that what people are going to see? That's why he's looking forward to talking to Lon Heed, because he knows he's been in war rooms. He's looked at poll numbers. He knows how to read the mood. And I, w- I just wonder how people are going to react to that. Are you referring to Mr. Lon Hee Chen, host of the podcast Crossing Lines with Lon Hee Chen, David and Diane Steffi Research Fellow at the Hoover Institution and Director of Domestic Policy Studies at Stanford University? Lon Hee, how are you, sir? Good morning. How are you, gentlemen? We're excellent. So we got the sense, I think everybody's got the sense, that the Mueller report must be a dud. And word must have gotten out to everybody as the Democrats have decided, eh, it's not, the Mueller report's not the important thing. The important thing is this tax situation. And you even got uh, Eric Trump saying the Mueller report needs to be put out in its entirety. So I think that nails that down. That That's going to be a nothing. So, so we're moving on to all this other stuff. Trump's taxes, his business, all that sort of stuff. Is, as Trump just said, America going to react to that with, what the hell? You're just, you're just doing anything you can to get rid of this guy. Is that going to backfire or not? Yeah, I, I, I do think it's going to be a challenge for Democrats because the shifting of 
the, the goalposts, as it were, is not going to work in their favor. I mean, the, the Mueller report, yes. I think the Mueller report, because Mueller's charge is so specific, his charge is specifically the question of Russian intervention in the 2016 election, I, I think under that very narrow premise, it's going to be tough to nail too much more down on the president. The question then becomes, yeah, can they shift the uh, can they shift the focus elsewhere? And is that going to really play in the election? I, I think the answer is it depends on what the elsewhere is. But by and large, based on what we've seen so far, I do think people are going to be like, look, um, you, you got to assess this guy based on his performance. And, yes, there are things about him we don't like, but let's talk about his performance instead. I think that's got to be the focus for Democrats going into 2020. Listen, I, uh, Lonnie, I don't know if you know this about me, Joe Getty, but I have the gift of being able to see deep within the soul of America. <laughs> wow. And, uh, it's handy, wow. isn't it? Yeah, and frankly, I'd be happy to assist on future campaigns <laughs> and, and lend you that. But um, it, it strikes me that the baked-in Trump supporters and the baked-in Trump haters are what they are. Um, the rest of America is going to see what amounts to an investigation of his entire pre-presidential financial life as irrelevant and as uh, mean-spirited and, and, and a distraction. That's my sense of it. Um, do you think that's, well, you've already said you think that may be the risk. Yeah, I mean, the again, I think the goal here for a lot of Democrats is to find something or anything they can use to support an impeachment charge. And if they want to go to his life pre-presidency, I have a very difficult time seeing how most Americans are going to see that as relevant. Now, of course, what they're going to say is there are things that started pre-presidency that have leaked into the presidency, that have leaked into his conduct as president, that have caused him to, I don't know, obstruct justice, let's say, as president. Then we're talking about a very similar set of questions to what hampered Bill Clinton. Now, Bill Clinton, his problems were more directly related to things he did while he was president. So the question will be how much leakage, as it were, is there? And and how much are people willing to say, like, yeah, that's actually a problem uh, that is supportive of impeachment? Impeachment is a very serious political charge. And I just don't know that people are going to look at it and say, oh, yeah, you know, like this is a worthwhile endeavor for Democrats to be engaging in. I think yeah. it's going to end up haunting them. They're playing with fire. Uh, yeah, I just I wonder where this is going to go. Uh, Quinnipiac poll that just came out. I mean, Trump's been president for a while now. America's had a good chance to take a look at his act and his life and what he's all about. And Quinnipiac poll has 59% of people say they don't want to go out down the impeachment road at this moment. Huh. It seems like there would have to be something really new to move those numbers significantly, wouldn't there? Yeah, there would be. I mean, here's the reality, right? You've got 30% of people who feel that Donald Trump can do no wrong. And, and, and it's, a, it's a group of people, proverbially, that the president said, uh, I could go to the middle of Fifth Avenue and shoot someone, it wouldn't matter. So that's, that's his base. That's pretty baked. And then you've probably got another 25 or 30 percent on the other side who will dislike Trump and will hate him regardless of what he does. Even if he goes out and saves puppies and and unicorns, they're going to hate him. The question really comes down to this 40 percent, you know, give or take. What What's going to move those numbers? And I'm not convinced that impeachment for the Democrats is going to move those numbers. Now, a bad economy could move those numbers. A global catastrophe could move those numbers. The president failing to... Uh, to get anything done on his stated policy priorities, including, by the way, immigration, that could impact that 40 percent. 
But impeachment is not going to move that 40%. So Democrats have to be very careful here what they're doing. Hey, speaking of leaders, Lon He's uh, guest on uh, Crossing Lines with Lon He Chen. His podcast is uh, Mitt Romney this time around. So oh, wow. I, I can't wait to listen to that myself. That's a good one. So let's talk a little bit about um, the other side of the aisle, the uh, the Democrats in Congress, where the brief but almost immediately uneasy infatuation with the freshman class, AOC, uh, among others, has turned to real concern. Um, you've got the uh, the gal from Minnesota whose name I can never remember, uh, uh, accused of uh, making anti-Semitic uh, uh, statements. What's your sense of which way that's going? Yeah, I mean, this is like one of those times when you go to McDonald's and you get the, you get the hamburger and you're like, where, where, where's the beef, where's the patty? And I, and I think we're seeing a very similar thing with this freshman class, which is, you know, they come in with a splash, AOC especially. Everyone loves to talk about her. Everyone loves to talk about her colleagues in this class. And then they realize there's not a lot of there there. And the there that is there is actually quite controversial, whether it's the Green New Deal uh, or, or the activities of other members here uh, who, who, who make controversial comments. I think it's just a demonstration of the battle that's going on within the Democratic Party. The question of which side of the Democratic Party is going to exert more control as we go toward 2020. Is it going to be the traditional mainstream wing led by people like Joe Biden and, and yeah, Hillary Clinton versus this sort of new insurgent Democrat wing? And, and right after the election, everyone had said, okay, it's going to be AOC, it's going to be her politics. And now you're seeing the establishment strike back to a certain degree. Now, it doesn't mean that her side of the party isn't going to control the discussion. In fact, Mike Bloomberg's decision not to run, if anything, is demonstrative of the fact that the progressives are still rising and ascending in the party. That, that's the way it I read it, too. I thought, I thought, wow, Bloomberg just doesn't even think a guy like him can run. Exactly. But, you know, it, but, but here's what it does mean. It does mean that AOC is not going to get a free ride anymore. She's not going to get a free pass. Well, she's been called out on her realtor eyes, for instance. Have you ever noticed, Lonnie, she has realtor eyes? (laughs) According to Roseanne. You know what? I I don't even know what realtor eyes are. Yeah, neither do we. I have to to agree that that maybe if if the characterization is whether one can trust AOC or not, I tend to agree that she's probably not trustworthy. That having been said, she's not going to get a free pass. You know, people are going to question her ideas. But it doesn't mean that her brand of progressivism is not going to be something that primary voters in 2020 aren't looking for. So, you know, it's an interesting balance the Democratic Party is going through right now. Hillary announced she's not, or I guess she didn't announce. She offhandedly said, look, I'm not running. And then the New York Times is trying to clear that up today, saying that she didn't close the door on 2020. So I don't know where we are in Hillary. Well, past her. that's where if, we are. If she knows what's best for her and what's best for the party, she'll move on. She's the I, Sears I of politicians, we've dubbed her. She's the <laughs> Sears of politicians. You think it's gone, and it just keeps coming back. So, so Lonnie, we keep getting emails from uh, Coloradans saying old uh, John Hassenfeffer is actually a really likable and effective politician. Uh, what do you think of Hickenlooper? Yeah. One of the newest I entrants. Mean, aside, from the, aside from the fact that it's very difficult to, to, to get his name out without stumbling over it, I think it's... He, he does have a record of accomplishment as a governor, and that's the thing about being a governor. And, and this is why for a long time I think Republicans tended to like governors rather than senators as, as, their, as their candidates because, because there is this notion that being an executive, uh, you've actually done something, you've had to work together with people from other side of the aisle. And Hickenlooper does have this record, and I think he will be the more moderate uh, guy uh, in this race. The question is going to be how do you get air in an environment where the emphasis is on doing things that are outrageous 
and doing things that are just completely over the top. That's not John Hickenlooper. And so can he work in this environment? I, I teach a class at Stanford where uh, we're talking about the 2020 campaign. And actually, one of my guests yesterday, a very you know thoughtful Republican, very well-known Republican, said he thought Hickenlooper would be in the final three. I, I, wow. I, I understand that point of view. I just don't know how he gets airtime. I don't know how he gets... Uh, list off in this environment. That's well, question. back to my ability to see deep into the American soul. Um, I, we are very close to peaking and and cresting and and going down the curve of how much hyperbole. God, and I hope you're excitement right. Excitement. I hope and, you're right, but I fear you're not. I, well, yeah, I fear it too. <laughs> I'm just thinking a calming presence. I've often said all all politics, presidential politics in particular, are a reaction to what's just happened. You know, Ford was was calm and and placidity after Nixon, and Carter was even calmer than that. Uh, but I could see the appeal of, hey, listen, I'm a pretty nice guy. I'm reasonable. I don't hate Republicans. I kind of like Joe them. Biden. Yeah, except Hickenlooper's not, you know, older than the, the, the hills. So, I don't know. It'll be an interesting guy to keep an eye on. Hey, Lonnie, you have Mitt Romney on today. You and him are friends, but on your podcast, are you going to poke him, trying to get him to say bad things about Trump? Because he hates Trump, right? <laughs> we, we, we did talk a little bit about, about his policy views on a few issues and, and how they might differ from Trump. But overall, it was it, I, I just wanted to get a sense of whether he's liking what he's doing now. I think a lot of people are just wondering, you know, he's made this transition back into public life. He's in the Senate now after having been a chief executive and governor. What's that like? And so we, we had a nice conversation. It was great to see him. And, and for the record, I think he's really enjoying this chapter of life. And I think policy. You guys talking about policy. policy. It's about personalities. <laughs> Self-immolation is where it's at. Please. <laughs> Mitt Romney says he's like to punch uh, Donald Trump in the face. Listen to it on Lon He Chen's hit <laughs> podcast, Crossing Lines with Lon He Chen. Uh, Lon He, it's always uh, enlightening and fun. Thanks a million. And uh, we appreciate it. Good talk to you guys. Thanks. And we'll have a link at armstrongandgetty.com so you can dig his uh, podcast. You want to get attention, you got to set yourself on fire on a tightrope. Right. That's the only way to go about it. Right. Intelligent Some and measured discussion papers. of policy. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> Another kick in the gut. This is the tightrope inflammable in this situation? Because that's <laughs> I know, it's, it's complicated. <laughs> you got to you gotta put a special coating on it. I hope you're right. You'd think there's a limit, right? You can only go so far down the... You, you, there's a reason, you know, you play a big song and then you bring it back down. And you kind of play a quieter song there in the concert. You can't just be over the top the whole time. Right. Yeah. Uh, people fatigue. And I, uh, my feeling is people are getting a little fatigued. We'll see. Yeah. When you're ready to ride Metro, we want you to know we're ready for you. Here are just a few of the people at Metro to tell you how we're doing our part to keep riders safe. We're cleaning like never before. We're hospital-grade cleaning. You'll find hand sanitizer stations all over the metro. No mask, no metro. Need one? We have a few extras. At Metro, we're doing our part to keep the D.C. area moving. Find out more at wmata.com slash doing our part. Are you on the hunt for a new home this spring? But don't know where to start? Fisher Homes is your solution. Your new home should reflect you from the front door to the kitchen and even your outdoor space. Start your journey by selecting your ideal home site, like in a cul-de-sac or that's tree-lined, and then choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans. Bring it all together at our Lifestyle Design Center. Let Fisher Homes be your new home solution this spring and start making memories at fisherhomes.com. 
We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.